on this week's episode of Living Free with RP, we got Eric Bernardo, someone who used to take martial arts and I hope does start taking it up again. He just has a great energy about him. Here is Eric Bernardo's journey. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking out your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, just introduce yourself. Uh, tell me about you know who you are and yeah, your family and you know where you're from. Everything. Okay. Um, well, my name is Eric Bernardo, and I'm from and currently reside in the Greater Pittsburgh area, about 45 minutes north of Pittsburgh in southwestern Pennsylvania. I've lived here my whole life. Um, I have retinitis pigmentosa. I've been diagnosed since age two and have been symptomatic since about age six or seven. Um, I have only light perception in my left eye and tunnel vision in my right eye. Um, As for family, um, you know, I have my two parents, my mom and my dad, and a sister, a younger sister. And, um, that's it for the for the general stuff, pretty much. Are you uh, are you the only one in your family that has it? Yes. Oh, okay. Now, do you remember like when when you actually got diagnosed? Do you remember that? Or no, not actually it, being uh, diagnosed because, like I said, I've been I was diagnosed at age two, and then you said seven or something like something about seven was whenever six or seven was whenever I became symptomatic, meaning oh, okay, when you. Yep. Some out, outward symptoms that were that were uh, that I noticed myself. Yeah. When was the first time that you actually could say that you remember, like being like, "Oh, I have retinitis pigmentosa." Like, so when I was about, I think I was in first grade, so that's six or seven years old. A friend was over at the house, and yeah, uh, you know, we had like a play date, and then that came and went. And then at the end of the day, my mom noticed that my left eye was like turning inwards and she had never really <laughs> noticed that before about me. And I don't recall ever really knowing that about myself either. So mm-hmm. we called the ophthalmologist and they said to come in right away. They did an examination and discovered that I had a detached retina. And mm-hmm. it was really from that point on that I noticed not being able to see out of my left eye Um, I really don't at this point, since I'm 27 now, um, I I don't really remember ever seeing out of my left eye. But when you're six or seven years old, you kind of assume that everybody experiences what you experience at any given moment. So you don't really take those things into consideration at the time. Of course, no, definitely not. Interesting. So for the most part, like... Is well the detached retina like is that just something on you feel that was just on top of the RP everything that you know? Well, until recently, I thought that they were two independent issues. So I had the RP, which of course causes retinal degeneration. But then, yeah, I also have a very strong prescription um, for my for my glasses, and Mm -hmm. and sometimes that leads to retinal detachments. Um, But I learned recently, without getting too many details myself at this point from a genetic counselor that they might be more related than, than we initially thought. Interesting. Cause that's the first time I've heard, you know, those two together. Oh, it's rare during, during this. So yeah, it's rare. Yeah. I mean, granted I'm learning a lot from the, the podcast, everyone having different issues alongside other issues, you know, um, I've heard people having others, what is it? Other Stanlow uh, syndrome, like on top of RP. Mm-hmm. 
and then and I have a friend who has EDS and she doesn't have RP, but she's like she she's never even heard that combination. So it's it's wild to hear like all these uh you know there's just so much different things get you know people are dealing with not just you know RP in general but these different forms of RP or you know whatever depending on the mutation of the gene. Right. Yeah, they vary pretty uh pretty significantly. So I mean like but do you remember like what your feeling was like though when you first kind of like were dealing with it like when you first like that first moment you realized that you weren't like the other kids? Well, you know, I I never really felt let's see cuz I I was pretty in, I was involved in a lot of things when I was growing up. I mean, I was in you know, I, I was actually a martial artist for a while, um, from awesome. age from age five or six till age sixteen. Really, I was a martial artist, and I actually attained a some somewhat high of a rank in in both disciplines. Um, at first, I started in Tang Soo Do when I was five. That's what I do now, and yeah, I I did <laughs> my re- awesome. I did my research. I know we I knew Sweet. we had that in common. Yeah, <laughs> I attained red belt in Tang Soo Do at about age ten, and then at ten. Um, around that time, the closest school that the closest dojo that taught Tung Sudo went from being about five minutes away to being about 45 minutes away. So we found a Taekwondo dojo that was about five or 10 minutes away and, and I switched disciplines and then, and then became a red belt in that discipline as well. Um, and I was pretty, I wasn't too aggressive with it, meaning like I didn't, advance as quickly through the belt system as I could because I would take summers off. Like when I wasn't in school, I would take summers off from my extracurriculars and things like that. Um, right. But, um, but no, I, I, I was a martial artist for about 10 or 11 years and I was also a cub scout, um, in elementary school and then a boy scout in middle school and, uh, left that as well for similar reasons to leaving, uh, martial arts just to focus more on high school, you know, is that, mm-hmm. is that uh, course load sort of intensified as, as time went on. Um, so I was pretty involved. I, w- I was involved in things that I was capable of doing, mm-hmm. which, which caused me to still interact with a lot of kids my age. So it didn't really impact me that much at that age, say from like seven to 17, when it really started to impact me was when driving age came and, uh, from a, from a limitation standpoint, right. um, because that's, that's something that, that my ophthalmologist had told me probably prior to even turning 16, I had, I had, you know, brought up the question of, Hey doc, do you think I'm ever going to be able to drive? And he was like, I would never, I would not, I would not advise it at all. And, and, and looking back, I, 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 I knew, I knew what the answer was going to be in hindsight. I just didn't just based it's on just my, okay. just yeah. based on my own mobility and my perceptions and my mobility and things like that. So that's, that's when it really started to become a little bit of an emotional hurdle for me. But prior to that, say seven to 16 or 15 or, or whatever, I didn't really feel too detached from, from a lot of the other kids. You know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by family and friends that were my age that, um, were very understanding and never really found myself to be too, uh, challenged in any sort of memorable way. Um, other than, other than not being able to go out for, you know, your conventional sports other than martial arts, like soccer, football, baseball, things like that. Right. Yeah. So. Have you ever thought about returning uh, to doing um, martial arts again? You know, I have thought about it, um, but now the the they're, they're, they're the closest school to me is is now more than forty five minutes away. So it would be Ooh. it would be um, unless I you know unless I'm mistaken and just need to do do more research into that. But I haven't actually seriously considered it for for several years. Okay. Now, fast forwarding to 27, like, how do you feel now about dealing with what we were dealing with RP? Um, right now, I'm sort of in an inter- interesting spot with it because I've kind of come to terms with it took a long time for me to come to terms with not being able to drive. And I, I, I don't think for those of us that have RP or any any vision issue or any issue that keeps us from from a major life activity like that. 
ever really fully come to terms with something like that, but but I'm probably as okay with it as I have been in the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. Right now, my biggest, I guess, emotional challenge with it all is the older I get and the more, you know, for lack of a better term, successful and integrated I become into the professional professional society, the more I feel like I have to lose if I lose the rest of my vision. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's, that's, that creates some very emotional times for me on occasion, you know, just thinking like, you know, I, you know, I have this bachelor's degree from Penn state. I've had a couple of jobs in the last few years that I've done pretty well at, you know, I have other aspirations above and beyond just the, the conventional workplace if I lose the rest of my vision, how, how's this going to work? You know, how the, how's, how am I going to keep thriving or attempting to thrive in the ways that I have the last, last few years since graduating college, you know? So, so now my main thing is, is I've, I've gotten to the point where I have enough vision to where if, if a treatment comes out that, that, that fits my particular gene, I'm, getting to the point where I'm totally okay with maintaining my level of vision. Um, if that's, if that's the maximum that can be, that can be granted to me, you know? Oh, take what we can get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Wait, so you are, are you currently working now? Um, so I'm actually between jobs. Um, I've been looking for work for about the last six months now. So, so I'll give you, I'll give you a brief history if it's okay of my, of my work history. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I graduated from Penn State in um, 2000, May of 2015, had a somewhat lengthy job search. Um, you know, I hadn't really hadn't had any experience and all I had was my degree to go off of. And they they want uh, some experience, of course, to get started in any sort of professional role. And I actually landed a job as a career counselor for a nonprofit in my area um, a friend that I went to, to college with actually worked there at the time and actually referred, did an employee referral. And I got the job there, worked there as a career counselor for two and a half, about two and a half years left there in March at the end of March of this year to, um, go to a headhunting agency to actually work as a headhunter. Um, Mm -hmm. it was a much more lucrative opportunity. I started there in middle of April of this year, and it was determined by it was determined that it wasn't the fit, <laughs> the right fit. Right. So I've been looking for um, the last six months, and I'm actually I actually have a, more or less have a job lined up now uh, that I interviewed for a couple weeks ago at a dental lab for a customer service role, okay. and uh, I'm actually just waiting they're kind of slow right now. The company, the workload's kind of slow right now. So I'm actually kind of like in limbo right now with them. And they had told me a couple of days ago that in a month or two, they would contact me once work picks back up. So that's, that's about it as far as a, a day job is concerned. Oh, I gotcha. So your concern is that if you were to lose, go fully blind, you don't know like what you would do. Next. Yeah. What I would, what I would do next. Or, um, or, yeah, I guess what I would do next, because everything that I've done has been pretty from a, from a job standpoint and from a hobby standpoint is is very visually involved, and I have enough vision that I can make it work right now. But I, I just am not sure what, uh, like you said, I'm not sure what I would do. Like if I woke up tomorrow with no vision, I, I my my whole my whole trajectory, my whole plan would 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 change, would have to change pretty drastically. Yeah, being on. Uh... Speaking from my experience of uh, being on disability, it's it's different. It's a completely different thing than when you were like, you know, I worked at a company for ten years, so to go from being, you know, a, you know, graphic artist, having you know, uh, benefits and and all this stuff, and you know, life insurance and whatnot, and um, kind of being the head of the household. You know, my mom, my wife was on our plan. My son was on my you know health insurance, like so. I was, you know, the guy. And then all of a sudden, all that gets taken away. And then, you know, now I'm the, you know, the stay-at-home dad, you know, cleaning the house. And, uh, you know, and it, it doesn't, 
I don't think it scratches that itch. You know, like you, because you, you, you can only really clean the house and all that, do all this stuff so many times. Mm. You know, so I think you always have that. You know, you want to do like I want to do something. And I think that's reason a big reason why I started this podcast because now it gives me purpose. Yeah, it, yeah. Like now, I feel like this is a job to me. Like this is this is my job now. Well, it is a job. Like, it is a viable job. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I may not be making money off it right now, and maybe, but maybe maybe in the future that might happen. But right now, I treat it. It's it's a job. Like okay, what do I got? How, who am I? You know, talking to today, and I, you know, and okay, I got to put together these episodes. Like so, it gives me, yeah, it gives me that that purpose. Although at the same time, I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking is, okay, what if I get to the point where my vision deteriorates and it's a little more difficult for me to like you know edit this stuff together? Now I'm gonna have to, you know, learn how to use a computer. You know, like without being able to rely on that vision. I mean, luckily, I don't think my vision is gonna go to that extreme within the next like i say i mean in the 10 years i think i would imagine that i think my, my vision may get worse but i think i'll always have enough you know within the next 10 years to say you know i'll get by and 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 hopefully at that point you know we have a cure we have something that could at least like you were saying sustain it yeah yeah you know which i will take um but yeah i think that's the only thing i can think of like you know if you say worse comes worse, something happens to you and you, you lose all your vision and it's just just finding something even it, it, it obviously might be a different path but you find something that you know just you know gives you purpose yeah and it's it's interesting that you say that mike because on top of um you know my efforts in the in the traditional workplace so to speak i also mm -hmm. have um I also co-own a tech startup here in the Pittsburgh area that a friend of mine, well, my friend actually started the startup several years ago, but he and I have been involved with it um, together for the last couple of years. Um, it's called Beta Apps LLC, and okay. we're, we're still in the uh, we're still in the startup phase. Um, this 2020 is really the first year that we're more or less getting serious about it. The last, last couple of years have been somewhat passive. I mean, I've, I've been working full time. He's had other things going on. Uh, but this year we're really hitting the ground running and it's a digital, uh, it's a software company that, um, deals in website design, digital marketing and app development for small businesses. So I also have that going on as well. And to your point that you made a couple minutes ago, um, I mean, the fact that you're doing a podcast, you're, you're essentially your, your own ball, you're, you're owning your own business, you know? I mean, that's, and that's, that's basically my, that's my angle with this, this startup is, is it's a good segue could potentially someday be a good segue into me being self-reliant from a job standpoint. So I'm not really dependent on having to get up every day and go to an employer and worry about well, if I lose my vision in the, in the next year or so, am I going to not be able to do this job anymore? If that makes sense. No, totally. Cause it, or even if say you maybe five years from now, yeah, things get to the point where you're not able to, to work where you are now. And then, but by in five years, that company has grown, you know, that, that side thing, right? So you can just kind of go, you know, just transition. Yeah, you know, yeah. into that, and it's like you said, you already you already built that kind of. It's already in the background. It's you know that fire's burning. Yeah, and then once say this that, that worst comes to worst happens, you're it's not a as big of a deal. You're not sitting there going, well, what now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons. The main reason why I actually uh, am involved in it. You know, that was that was kind of my my uh, the method to my madness, you know, and joining that, that particular venture, you know, it was a very, very strategic move, you know, for that, for that reason. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, one thing I find even with tough with starting the podcast too, is also, I mean, yeah, I got vision, but at the same time, it's a little more ch it's challenging to, you know, kind of get to use, pro I'm using programs I've never used before editing, you know, like together things like, and when I first started, it was like, I'm lucky I have my friend Drew who he, you know, he's a podcaster and he's kind of like, my uh i help like i used to always help him out when i was doing i mean I'm, i still do graphic work but i used to help him out with his website doing you know logos and stuff for his wrestling website so it's kind of funny that right now we're kind of reversed now because now it's like i'll send him my audio files because he's really good at that and he'll edit my audio files just clean them up for me and then send them back so i can you know put everything together so i'm fortunate enough to have that but 
it's, it's you know using GarageBand and using all these other programs that I haven't really used when I had good site, better site. Now it makes it a little it makes it a little more challenging, you know, because I have to know where to look. And I'm at a point now where I'm good now though, because mm-hmm. now I've used them enough times. Now they're becoming, and I find a lot of stuff on the Mac to be way more user friendly than if you're on a PC. But that's just my personal feeling. I feel Apple products are just more user friendly for uh those of us with rp and, and stuff so but yeah it's i think anytime we start something new you get kind of you're like how can i do this i can't do this and then you know before you know it you know a month down the road or whatever you get you, you kind of just you make it you make it happen yeah i noticed that in um in the the couple jobs that i had had after college you know they were very computer heavy and mm-hmm. um you know, being, being 27, being a millennial, you know, I'm you know, pretty, pretty decent on, on a computer, but oh, you yeah. know, in, in each of the jobs that I've had, they've had, we've had company in, you know, program specific software because they were pretty data entry heavy jobs. Um, that was just a big component of, of, of both the jobs that I've had. And, you know, it, it took some, it took a little bit of time. The learning curve I felt was there for me more so than my, my coworkers because like of my vision, the, my level of vision and finding things on the screen and stuff like that. But after a few weeks and of doing the same thing over and over and over again, you find, and you know, I, I kind of gathered that you, you feel experiences as well with the software, with the podcast is you don't really rely so much on your vision at some point, you know, like you just know where stuff is, you know, mm-hmm. after doing it for so long, for a couple weeks or a couple months. And then you just, you don't really have to look so much anymore. You just know exactly where it is on the screen, you know, and you just take your mouse and you put it there and, and you just got it. Yep. And you do it. Yeah. Well, well the computer is like your house. Yeah, exactly. I bet you you're far better walking around your house than you are if I placed you in some bar or somewhere that you've never been. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I'm sure people would probably wouldn't even know necessarily that you have a visual issue in your own house. No, I mean, I, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, my own house that they wouldn't know, particularly know I had a vision issue and, you know, there's the occasional bump and ding or whatever, but, um, oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And then, uh, and then my neighborhood is a cul-de-sac, you know, it's, it's, it's very, you know, I'm very oriented to my, it's a very small, I grew up in a very small sort of environment. So, so when someone sees me walking around the neighborhood or I'm at a neighbor's house that I've been to 200 times over the last 20 years, you know, since I was a child and there's like a get together, you wouldn't know, you know, because, because I just get around decently well, unless it's dark or dim Hmm. or, uh, overly crowded or loud, you know, crowded, loud, dark situations are, are like the, 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 the triple threat, you know, that's the, right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the, most of the times when I'm in a dark crowded place, I have a sighted guide anyway, so, um, cause I still live, I still live with family. So, uh, okay. you know, I, I have pretty reliable transportation as well as, um, uh, sighted guides anytime I go anywhere that's dark or, or unfamiliar. So I'm, I'm very, what about, what about um, a cane? Sorry, what about I a do. Cane? No, yeah, that's, I, I, I do own a cane. Um, but I haven't found myself having to use it. Um, cause I don't really, I don't really travel independently too much. So, okay. um, just because the, the public transportation where I live is non-existent. So, um, I rely on family to get where I'm going more recently. I'm, I'm becoming more, uh, acclimated to the taxis, the local taxi service as well as, uh, Uber. Um, yep. Uber. Cause it yeah, took Uber, Uber, it took Uber some time. Cause I live in a somewhat rural area, you know, relative to this actual city. So it took a couple years for Uber to kind of integrate itself to where I live um, oh, okay. But, uh, but that's something that I'm starting to play around with, especially as, as I have this new job lined up, you know, I haven't really needed much transportation the last several months, but, uh, but now that I have this job potentially lined up, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm dabbling in more, uh, independent ways of travel, you know? I know I think, uh, Uber is brilliant because you don't have to, like, you know, a taxi, you have to figure out, okay, this guy's going to ask for money and I got to see where, you know, to hand him the money and then. And then he could be like, if he knows you're visually impaired, something. How do you know he's not swindling you? Yeah. You know, or you think there's just so many things I would worry about. Whereas, like at least like Uber, you know, it's right there in the app. 
you know, you pay. It's already done. You're, there's no need to, like, interact. With, I mean, if you want to talk to the driver, that's fine. But, like, there's no need to really worry about paying them or or any of that. It's just, I don't know, it gives me more, a little more peace. Yeah. Know, when I, you know, I can just, boom. Okay, this is where I'm going. Uber comes right here. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just much easier. Although I think they should offer discounts for uh, the disabled, though. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's interesting that you mentioned that, Mike, because there was actually a program in the county. I live in what's called Westmoreland County, and uh, they, we have a program called Go Westmoreland, and it's it's basically the county's the county's Uber, basically paid for by the well, not paid for by the county, but provided by the county. And they have mm-hmm. different tiers. So basically, if you're a member of the general public, you pay an arm and a leg for the service. Um, say you pay to go from here to the city, you pay $30. Okay. Okay. From here to All the right. city. Um, if you're a disabled person, I think the cap on that service is $12 a ride. There you go. I okay. think. And then you have um, the senior population, which is, is, I think it's, I think even though a senior is 55 and older, technically, I think for this program, it's 65 and older. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a dollar, you know, so, so there's pretty, pretty significant tiers. Um, but uh, there, I found in my experience that there are um, more reliable modes of transportation than, than this particular service. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. But but yeah, it's just interesting that you mentioned like price, different price points for different dem- demographics. I have I have seen that, but but that that particular ride service that 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 applies to here is is not the most uh, reliable. Especially uh, if you're okay. if you're trying to go to the store to get groceries, it's one thing. But if you're trying to get to work on time, it's another thing. It's yeah. not. Oh, okay, yeah. right, I gotcha. Yeah. So what are you currently into? Like, what are your current interests? interests like hobbies and whatnot yeah what do you do yeah what do you do yeah, so i've had I, I i'm i'm a hardcore youtube guy i'm not not from a content creation standpoint but um but i i consume a lot of youtube content um oh yeah simply because it's right here in my house you know convenient yeah and right. uh there, there's endless amounts of content and entertainment um you know i watch informative videos on business i watch entertaining videos i watch you know, you, you just na- interviews with different celebrities that 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 fall in different categories that interest me. You know, th- things like that. That consumes probably the majority of my waking hours. Mm-hmm. Um, being on YouTube, um, I also watch you know a little bit of Netflix here and there, Disney Plus here and there. Um, <laughs> don't really have too many shows that I follow, like new shows that I follow actively. I never really got onto those particular bandwagons, but I'll watch you know. TV here and there, you know, um, I exercise a little bit, you know, I, I, I run, I run on the treadmill four to five days a week, depending on how I feel. And I, I lift weights one to two days a week, again, depending on how I feel, um, how I feel splitting it up. You know, I'm not, I'm not someone who, uh, needs to be huge, you know, so, so I, I, I'm not too aggressive in the weightlifting. I'm more of a cardio guy. So, okay. How do you feel on the treadmill? Like getting you, did you have to get used to running without you? Do you run without your hands touching anything? Do you, you, know, have you run on it? Or no, do you I tend found, to, I've, I found my, sorry to cut you off, but I, I, oh, no, good. I, I found myself struggling with it. Um, initially, uh, to, to like, I, I kind of found myself just from a, from a, I guess a natural defense mechanism, I, I would put my one, at least one hand on like touching one of the bars, not really grasping mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. just in case, but more re- recently, like within the last year or two, I, I find myself kind of just running free, Okay, you know, and then, and then I guess it just takes time to orient that, you know? Yeah. Cause I just got that down like, like maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. Like where I got to the point where I was like, I want to get comfortable because for a long time I would, yeah, I would, I mean, even when I was more sighted, I would never cared to let go of the treadmill because it just like, I don't know, it just freaked me out. I'm like, I'm going to trip. I'm going to fall. Like, and this is when, you know, I, you know, like I said, I was driving fully, you know, much more sighted and I still wouldn't do it. But then I started, you know, more running and getting more serious into it. Yeah. It's like, I was like, I got to get more. I think like, there's people that do it that are blind. I was like, I should be able to do this. 
I find if you when I run, what I like to do is tap the front. I don't. I run and I just kind of as I'm as I'm just with my stride. I just my hands. I use my hands to tap just for distance, so I know. I always know. I'm at that. You know, I'm not straying too far off, or I'm not too close. Are you still there? We have our own sort of. Uh... You know, and we, we, we rely more on our other senses. We have our own sort of. I'm losing you again. I lost you. you here? Hello? You there? I'm losing you. I hear, I just heard you. Having technical difficulties. I hear something. Can you hear me now? And we're back. We're back. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. So you're saying about your other senses? Yeah. When when you when you need to use your other senses, yeah. Just when you're lacking one, you have an inclination to use your others to uh, yep. to you know sort of compensate. So totally. Yeah. But that took a while because you know, I mean I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm sure that I tend to sway. I know as we the vision's gotten worse, I tend to kind of you know as you like you run, you kind of you're not run, you don't tend to run straight. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you might run a little to the left, or sometimes your body wants to go a little to the right. <laughs> yeah. Because I run with guides sometimes, and yeah, you know, sometimes, yeah, I might I'll bump into them a little, or sometimes I kind of stray off from them. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a big guy. I like, oh yeah, cardio is awesome. So that's good. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love it. I mean, I think definitely you need to mix everything. I mean, you need to definitely add ways. And yeah, I mean, it's good to have. You need some resistance and things like that. But yeah, I'm a, my friends have always known me to be a cardio machine. So it's good to I think that's the best thing for you. Yeah. So who wins in a fight? You are the wet floor sign. Me or the what? <laughs> the wet floor sign. Oh, the wet floor sign. Okay, okay. Um, you know what? It's it, we're probably we're probably fifty fifty on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, <laughs> the wet floor sign. My gosh, <laughs> what can I say? Um, if they weren't so loud when you knock them over, you know, it wouldn't be Maybe such a, be, yeah, wouldn't be such an issue because then someone looks at everybody who's in the in the proximity looks at you and you're like, well, didn't see it there, you know? And then just, <laughs> that's what, you know what? I, what I was, I always say, I've been talking to the past few episodes that haven't come out yet, but I was talking to some people and I'm like, what's more embarrassing is not you hitting it. It's the trying to pick it back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's that moment you're like, uh, 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 you know, and if you're lucky, you find it real quick and you pick it back up, no big deal. But that's to me like the more like where, yeah, everyone's looking at you and you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Huh? Yeah. Or, you know, RV, like you see a fall or slip on it or something. Like those are the, that's the, if you just knocked into it and you just kept walking, like, yeah, so I meant to do that. And then it's not, it's not nearly as bad. Did I lose you again? No, no, no. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I think there's a conspiracy um, with the wet floor sign. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think agree. They're trying to. Get... <laughs> I think. I think they. Uh, they know people know that we have the and then they actually put it out. The floor is probably not even wet. And they're like, "We're just gonna put this out and see what happens." Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is it, yeah. Actually, we're talking to uh, I was talking to this girl uh, Amanda Goff, and she we were, we were laughing because we we want to come up with like essentially almost like you know the ice bucket challenge or something, but we want to have like the RP wet floor sign challenge, where in the video you find a creative way to destroy a wet floor sign. Oh, that's funny. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like, like that. whatever. Yeah. Find your own humorous way to just you know like because. I was talking to this other guy, Chris Caldwell, the one that the latest episode that's out, and like he says, um, that he bought one for like eight dollars, and took it out to a gun range. Oh, nice! <laughs> so he can get his revenge. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna get my revenge on that today. Like eight bucks, best eight bucks ever spent. You know, I'm like, yes, I'm like, I would have never thought to really even buy one. So I'm like, that's a, you know, yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad idea. You no, know. I, so then we're like, yeah, and then we thought, you know, those rooms that you can go in. 
and like you can like get your frustration out yeah yeah so that's what i want to do i want to have like a truck have someone have a video where they bring in like a, just a bunch of them and they fill the room with them and then just have baseball bats and you know whatever other items you want to like just just go nuts and just have just somebody just like ah just going crazy mm -hmm. until every single one is dead and you know done I think that would be that would be hilarious. That would be no, I agree. I think you have something there. So we, we, we it was uh that that one's a good episode. This her hook. She was she was hilarious. She's like, oh yeah, we got to do that. I'm like, totally. Oh man. So let's another classic question. Actually, no, you know, I, I I'm gonna skip back for a sec. Um, do you ever get any type of questions that, like, especially you know, maybe because you mentioned how you were you were dealing with it as early as like high school. So do you ever get like where the kids kind of mean, you know, like, Oh, can you see this? Can you see my hand over here? Um, or do you, you know, you know what, every, at yeah. every level, well, you know what I would say every level, but, and this is, this is kind of ironic. Um, elementary school was the time where I actually had the least amount of that. And as I got older mm -hmm. and up until, so like, so you had elementary school, which it was almost non-existent, any of that sort of bullying. Then middle school, I'm losing you again. Your uh, microphone is covered, I think. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I think, yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I Good. I said that um, in elementary school it was pretty much non-existent. The uh, like that sort of bullying and hazing and whatnot. Uh, Middle school, it people people did it. High school people were doing it, and then even college people were doing it. So uh, wow, yeah, I figured college maybe like it would. Uh, oh, people would matured college, by then, but college was probably the worst. <laughs> to be honest. oh wow, yeah, yeah. Like what 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 type of things? Went? What what I mean, what would happen say in college? Uh, well, you know, college was mainly college was mainly verbal jokes and. Uh, not so much any physical stuff. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, in a case. Yeah, because I think people would try to trip you. Well, occasionally in college people did. Yeah. But I'm That's pretty ridiculous. I'm pretty good on my feet because ah, okay. I'm a retired martial artist. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You got the balance and all that so stuff. So I've never yeah, been, I've, I've never actually been successfully tripped. So. Like, nice try. Yeah. Better luck next time. Yeah. But I'm I'm just like shocked by that because like you really would think you know by college you know I mean I would think assume the maturity level would have gone up by then. Well, but, one would assume. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like really sad. Uh, but yeah, that people actually would like try and you know, do that. It's like oh, or even like I said, like you know, even just verbal stuff, it's like ridiculous. Like, don't you guys got better things to do? Yeah, really. Because I was thinking myself, I never really. Only thing I mean, in high school, I wasn't able to go out and hang out with the friends at night like that's only really you know because that's only really stuff that i dealt with that at that point so i never really had to work no, nobody would have known really i was visually impaired so i've always i'm always curious people who you know had to deal with it actually in school because mm -hmm. that had i mean i've been made fun of in school i can only imagine if i were also on top of that you know dealing with that i it would probably have been even worse so uh, i mean that that's that's awful we know what kids are, but yeah, I'm really actually just shocked by the college though. People, yeah, no, I, kind of, I expected of high school. I expected of actually, I would think even elementary because kids are young and you know, they, you know, they think things are funny. Everything is funny, but like, wow, ridiculous. So if you can get your vision back 100%, what's the first thing you're doing? And I feel I know the answer to this question. All right. I'm going to go get my driver's license. Yeah, you. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yep. going right there. Bro. Yeah, no, no question, no question. I said, like, there's no question on that one. Yeah. <laughs> get yourself a, get your car, get all that stuff ready to roll. Boom. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think if I, I, if I was in your case, if your situation, yeah, I, I it'd, it'd be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. Experience something you never got to experience. I mean, some people, it's like you got that taken away. You, it, you know, it wasn't even something you got to start. Right. Yeah. Do you ever feel that that's good or bad? Not ever, not having to drive or not, not like not versus like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say like you say, you know, you were fortunate enough maybe to drive for 
maybe two or three years, and then they're like, ah, eh, you know, you shouldn't drive anymore. Versus, yeah, you shouldn't even start driving. You know, I feel that probably it, it would probably be it probably would have been worse to have maybe driven for five or ten years and then not been able to you know at a relatively young age you know because like right obviously when you're like like everybody when they get to a certain age they should really stop driving but um you know if okay. you're if you're like getting your license when you're 16 or 17 and then you're told at like 25 hey you can't drive anymore yeah. I, I think that would be a pretty i think that would be a pretty harsh blow um not to say that not ever being able to drive ever has been easy in any way, shape or form. But I just feel mm -hmm. that when you have it and when you have it and you don't, when you have it and then you lose it, I think it's worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like handling a loss of somebody like, uh, you know, dealing, you know, dealing with actually, you know, losing somebody or, you know, you know, something passing away, you know, yeah. you had something and then all of a sudden it's just shoop, gone. But if you never knew that person or whatever, it would have, it still sucked maybe that you you know you could have known them but like it, it doesn't impact you quite as much but you know it's out there like you know you could drive but you never had that sensation right and in high school i would think you know you had other friends in high school that probably drove so it's not really as needed you know it's more enjoyable it's more like a, a joy thing mm -hmm. when you're in that age right but i'm like you said but if you say we're going to college and driving yourself to college driving yourself to your job and 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 you had that whole routine built up, and then all of a sudden, yeah, the doctor says, "Hey, yeah, you, you don't do this anymore." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but I think they're both. I think, like I said, but I think actually, I think they're they're they're. It's worse that yeah, it's worse to have it. I think taken away, but at the same time, it's pretty bad to not. You never got to have that sensation. So you, you missed out on something. So in a way, mm -hmm. that still sucks. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So, but but I definitely can relate. Though. Like that'd be awesome. Like to, you know, boom. I'll get that license and head getting in that car and let's go. You guys, nobody, nobody call me. Right. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So I'm still waiting. I found one person so far on this one, but uh, in your dreams, are you visually impaired or fully sighted? Hmm. You know, I, I I feel like I feel like I I am how I am. You know, I I I don't think I don't ever remember being fully sighted. So I don't think my brain can can facilitate that in my dreams. You know, I don't I don't think my brain can can. Cause Since you've been, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. I always want to ask somebody because, like you said, you were going back. You're going back as your symptoms early on. So yeah, like you said, you wouldn't even maybe the brain wouldn't even yeah no remember what it was like to be everything is good so it'd be tough to yeah have this but it, i thought maybe it'd be possible but you know but that's a okay all right so you've never had anything or anything different or is it always this like like do you see anything different like when you're in your dreams or is it pretty much the way you're seeing in your dreams realistic to real life real life to real life in my, in my dreams yeah yeah okay okay all right I'm, I'm i'm still fascinated by that that you know like i mean our brains are really strong are, are remarkable things so and and it's interesting how it all comes out in our dreams mm -hmm. and i feel i mean i feel always feel fortunate enough that you know i can go i can go dream and in that moment be you know fully sighted and 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 so it's kind of an escape in a way right but lately, you know, sometimes I'll have the dream where I'm in a car and I realize, hey, I shouldn't be driving. Mm -hmm. So I sometimes wonder if other people experience that same sensation or, you know, what kind of sensations do they experience? Yeah. Well, that's like asking somebody who is completely blind or born blind the same question. Like, do they probably don't do they do they dream? Not so much do they dream, you know, like if they're fully sighted or not, but do they, is it possible to even dream? I think they you dream. Know? They probably dream sounds, you know? Yeah. 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 
that's always like I, I just that's all that stuff's remarkable to me like mm-hmm. sh- you know showing how strong you know the brain is I mean so I mean like I always other like you know like you know your brain is probably is still even as early as you had it was probably still tricking you that you had more sight than you did mm-hmm. I think it caught like do you feel like it could, you could do you remember looking do you, have you ever looked back and been like oh that's why that happened like, do you feel your eyes, maybe the right eye was strong, was maybe, like, was he able to compensate for so much? Um, maybe, you know, I mean, I, brain I've, was kinda... yeah, I mean, I've actually had, I've actually had the same level of vision since over the last 20 years. Okay. Like, I haven't had any. Oh, losing you again. Can you get, can you hear me now? Now we're good. You know what, I think... Oh, I know where the microphone is. Okay, yeah, I know why. My finger keeps going over that, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've had the same same amount of... I haven't had any noticeable vision loss in the last 20 years. Okay, yeah. that's good. So, I, mean, that's so good. I think that that could be... It could be just something scientific. It could be... I mean, it could be. it could be to what you said. It could be my right eye just saying, you know what? your left eye doesn't work anymore. I'm, I'm not going to, I, I got to stay as strong as I can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to, or I'm, you know, like, okay, I don't have any information coming here from the left eye. Mm-hmm. You know, I can make, uh, I could just add a little bit here in the right eye and I can kind of come up with something what I think might be over here, you know, and maybe just do a little extra fill in some spots, you know? Cause I, I feel like we don't, like, I don't see black, you know, like, with the the parts in my vision, I don't see. It's not. It's like it's not like there's black where I don't see. It's literally just almost like a. I say it's. I, I describe it as like a fog. You know, my hand goes into. A, if I put my hand in front of my my face, it just goes into a fog and then reappears. You know, if I keep moving it until it's like oh oh in front of my face, it's there. It is again. You mm-hmm. know. So I I think people think that we when you tell someone like oh you know I'm visually impaired or whatever, they I think they think like if you say oh I got tunnel vision. They think it's like black, like around, you know, where you don't see. And I'm like, yeah, to me, that's not how it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know if it's how it is for other people. Because I know they had this app that uh, I just tried that um, Janice DeCosto, someone I was, that's going to be coming out soon, we were talking, and she posted on uh, one of the Facebook groups. And she was saying something that could simulate, like you can put it in different degrees and different, you know, different percentages, and it'll display like, like what you see with like if you have RP and then you can put like seventy five percent whatever and it'll be kind of you know black around the edges of a of a picture it'll, you know you could take a picture yeah. and so you can show people yeah like a rough you know rough idea like what you see but I'm like I don't I mean it's for me personally I don't see that that's the that doesn't it's not accurate for me how I what I'm actually seeing you know but I know there's other things I think you can mess with in the um the apps I haven't really fully explored it yet it's, it's like sim sim something it's called i think at the let me see i have it right here uh it's, yeah it's called sin since simulator since simulator yeah so and you just put it on our our nice pigmentosa and then you can just dig a little slider at the bottom mm-hmm. you know and, and it'll change the you know the picture add more like almost make it into a pinhole if you put it on almost zero it's like a like a pinhole a vision and then you can zoom it back out and it'll be more. I think it's a good, like, to give people, like, a rough idea. You know, like, what, what you're seeing. Yeah. Give you a good, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, yeah. Do you find it tough to describe to people, like, what you see? Uh, you know, not recently. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, well, my left eye, it is black. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally, yeah, that's like, yeah, it's okay. totally sightless. Um, but, uh, my right eye, I mean, I just, I just say, you know, make a, make a, make a circle with your, your hand and put it over your eye. And that's probably yeah, pretty yeah. much how I see out of my right eye, you know, um, like my mom said, use a paper towel roll or something like that, or, um, a toilet paper roll. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably, usually this my mommy say. Yeah. that's probably pretty pretty accurate because when i'm looking say i'm like having a conversation with somebody face to face yeah if i'm looking right at their face you're not seeing anything else i can see their face and maybe a little bit around it but okay but like 
that's that's it you know so do you still constantly get the it's over there oh my gosh it's got to be the worst one, especially for with your with where you know where your vision is. That's like, I mean, it's even tricky. It's tricky for me to still do it, and you know, to be like, where where am I looking? Like, so I can't imagine like, you know, with your vision, it's got to be that. That's got to be more nuts when people say, "Oh, what's well, right over there?" Yeah, I mean, when when they say that, I give them the yeah. Then like when people who know better say that, I <laughs> I, I, I say um yeah that 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 doesn't exist in my world. You know that. <laughs> Oh yeah, over, right. Over there like, doesn't exist not, in my world. That's, I give them a little more. I, I get a little more, not, not so much attitude, but I get a little more of a. Where's over there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah what, 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 that's that's a that, that that does nothing for me. But, but if it was somebody, I think a stranger or something, I might be like, I'm sorry, but I'm you know I'm visually impaired. Can you give me like a give me a direction? Yeah, if it's a stranger, I'm a little bit more. I'm I'm a lot more self-deprecating in a joking way when it's a stranger. Um, yeah, right. But when it's someone who, who, like I said, should know better, I'm a little bit more, a little more haughty about it, you know? Oh, yeah, same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally, yeah, I totally agree, because it, it's, you get to that point, you're like, you know, I'm like, we're like, oh, well, sometimes I forget, like, how can you forget? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't exactly so, you've known me how long? Yeah, well, sometimes oh, I like... forget, well, how many times have you seen me drive a car? How hard is this to forget? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is... Yeah. Oh my! I hate when like sometimes not hate, but like I, I, that's too strong of a word. Um, I would say I just sometimes I find it funny when like I go into a bar and like my friends just will start walking off, and I'm like I just stop if as soon as I'm uncomfortable, as soon as I know that I'm gonna walk into something, if I don't have if I'm, I don't have my cane with me, or I'm not using it, I'll just stop. That's it. And then they'll wait. They'll and then sooner or later they'll be like I'll be like guys, you know, and they look back realize I'm not you know. And it's like they're like, well, we, you know, sometimes we forget, how, you know, because you do, you know, I, 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 I make do pretty well, like about just kind of navigating without help, or I put my hand on someone's shoulder, or I do things like, or I'll follow somebody, hey, I'll just follow you. Mm-hmm. But then, then again, my friends tend to wear black mm-hmm. when you know I'm going out into black, you know, dark bars. So I think I'm gonna design a um, what is it um, like a look at like a little like vest that that my friends can wear. That will say like you know visually impaired you know you know yeah friend you know and or <laughs> like so we can wear a bright green it'll be like this bright green whatever vest that just says you know blind guy's friend or something oh that's <laughs> a good idea that is a good idea <laughs> yeah I don't know if you like you know if you hang out with your if you have friends that you go out with or stuff like that but that, that's like the toughest thing sometimes like you know especially if you're like usually someone you know like you can handle yourself mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes that's why your friends, I think, forget because like they're like, oh well, you're usually, you know, I know I'm usually, yeah, I fake it, you know, like I'm pretty good about on my own. But once I get to that uncomfortable phase, you know, we don't want to do that, right? You know, I'm sure you'll just stop. Like if you if you know you if you're feeling you know disoriented or having a you know having a moment, you you know, it's just easy just to, just to stop, don't move. Yeah, I mean, if we go to a bar or something, I mean, I'm 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 totally incapacitated in a bar setting. I mean, it's way too dark for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, so, so I'm always on someone's elbow or someone's shoulder or something like that when when we're in a bar setting or, or, uh, you know, somewhere or a wedding reception or or something like that. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, totally. No, we definitely have to learn to be, I mean, if you have, if you have pride, you definitely have to put it aside if you're dealing with like what we're dealing with. Yeah. You have to be willing to say, I need help. Or, you know, I need, you know, can I grab onto your shoulder? Even if, like, this might look weird when we walk into a bar, but this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I stopped. I, I, I actually was, I used to be kind of self-conscious about that, but, you know, mm-hmm. within the last year or so, I'm like, you know what? It it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it yeah. doesn't, it really right. doesn't matter. Like, I'm just, this, this is what, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I have, I think I'm. It could be like, maybe I'll joke with my friends and be like, "Let's hold hands." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's hold hands inside. Everybody, get a buddy. <laughs> Let's get a train going. Well, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time out today to be on my show. Well, thank you so, for having. That was really. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. It was a great was, experience. Uh, yeah. I, I love it. I, I love you know, I love talking to all different people. It's it's uh, quite fun to hear everyone's journey and. And hearing what you know they're having to deal with, and you know, and it's eye-opening too because it, it makes 
I think other people realize that maybe their situation's not as bad because you, you hear somebody else on here that you're like, wow, like <laughs> I thought my vision was pretty bad, you know, or, you know, or, and are the other situation. Sometimes you hear someone who's got worse vision, but yet they're doing these remarkable things. So, you know, it, it inspires, you know, you to like maybe, you know, push yourself a little more. No, I agree a hundred percent. Couldn't say it better. Yeah. And I like the fact that, I mean, the Facebook groups are nice, but I'd rather hear Eric talking to me, you know, saying, you know, tell me, tell me what he's, what he's feeling or tell me, you know, his side of things and instead of just a post. Sometimes it's, you know, it's just more, more intimate, more just, you know, like it's real, you know, it gives something. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, it, you know, it is one thing. No, I, I do. I do enjoy the groups. I belong to probably half a dozen of those groups and mm-hmm. I, I read them, read, read people's posts all, you know, you know, as often as I can. And, uh, but, but I agree, you know, if you could, if you could sit with someone or talk to someone on the phone or, or, or what we're doing now, you know, it, it would, it, it, it's like, it, it's just way better. You know, obviously it's not feasible to do it as often as, you know, you would, you would like, but no, right. Um, but, but it's, it's definitely, uh, I, I feel, I feel like we, we, you and I accomplished something and you accomplished with the rest of your guests, something just extra, you know? So. Yeah, it's fun. Well, cause we, it's nice. Cause like a lot of us didn't grow up. Most of us didn't grow up having somebody else, like a friend or somebody that had RP where you can be like, Hey, are you seeing this today? Mm-hmm. Or has this ever happened to you? Yeah, and, and you know, like, or you couldn't joke with somebody else because you don't, nobody really, really get it. You know, so it's nice to be like, hey, how many you know door you know frames did you walk into today? Yeah, well, you know, and it's like yeah, they, they, nobody else would really you know, you know, get that stuff. So yeah, it's cool to actually have people to be like, oh my god, that's happened to you too. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever met someone who was comparatively visually impaired to me till I was like seventeen or eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty, I don't know if that's late or not, you know, meeting someone who's, who's, you know, and this, this particular individual is an older individual and he has, Mm. he has, um, he's in his sixties, but he had early onset macular degeneration. Okay. Yeah. So he, his, his onset now he, he was similar to me in some ways, but in other ways not because he was one of those people that like could drive for a while and then, and then was told no more. Um, right. But yeah, I was 17 or 18 when I met him. And that's the first time that I was ever actually able to sit with someone and talk to them for, you know, to sit and actually talk to someone in person or even on the phone that that was in a similar, that kind of had a similar type of background. It's like finding Santa, you know? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, you do exist. Like, there's some, there is somebody else out there like, you know, like me or, yeah, that's, it's exciting, you know, in a way. Like mine was not until I was like, I think, in my thirties, I find the first person. Other than like, I've always, like I said, I've always had my mom, but the first, like, someone kind of close to my age was kind of cool to be like, finally find someone. She had ushers, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. s- similar you know, situation. So it was kind of be like, oh my god, you're like, you know, I don't know anybody. Like you're, you're like the first person I met. You know, it's like, yeah. And it was cool. It was just fun to, yeah, like you said, it's fun to sit down and just and talk to somebody and share all these experiences or, or questions that maybe you have that you couldn't really, you couldn't ask anybody else or, you know, and, and we're not a real person, you know, you can, of course, I guess you can go on the Facebook things and all that stuff, but it's nice to actually have a face or somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. But it was awesome, man. And thank you so much. Thanks again for just totally, you know, taking your time out to be on. Cause yeah. I always appreciate that. Anytime. Yeah. I hope we can do it again sometime. Definitely. I'm always looking. I mean, in the future, I'm definitely wanting to bring people back. And I, I have some ideas in terms of like what I want to do. Almost like um, I also want to have like like a mailbag thing where I'll have people kind of ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then like say I'll have you on and we'll field questions from other people who have RP that mm-hmm. might want to ask you questions. No, that sounds so, awesome. You know, our, our, yeah. So we'll be like, hey, I'm going to have, um, you know, this next episode, I'm gonna, a couple weeks, I'm going to have this, you know, I'm going to have Eric on. You know, any questions you guys have, we're gonna answer them, and and then and that's and and that's what we'll do. We'll just bang through some, you know, mailbag kind of you know questions and things. And we'll, but we'll do something different, you know. So I definitely want to have certain people back on and and to do that like special things. I also want to do, I think, product reviews. I'd like to 
like people with all these new kind of products coming out for the visually impaired and i want people and maybe like you know what we have somebody try it you know and then they come on their show you know the show and then we kind of talk about you know that product and how it, how it you know improve things for them or well no it sounds great sounds awesome thank you so i hope uh we'll definitely be hearing from you again and uh i hope you still think about well hopefully there's a center that opens up you can start getting back into some martial arts um that'd be cool and uh, i hope you enjoy the rest of your day all right you too mike thank you very much take care all right man take care bye 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 I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. See you next week for another episode of Living Free with RP.